the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Ooh, markets are edging higher. CPI, Consumer Price Index, met expectations as inflation continues cooling. One of the Fed governors just jumped on CNBC and said, you know, we're about two-thirds, you know, where we need to be. It's moving in the right direction. And it was kind of weird because you kind of expected a little bit more hawkish approach. And it came across as very dovish. Um, markets kind of started rallying around that. So tomorrow we get to the last Fed meeting of 2023. I'm expecting a pivot from no longer threatening higher interest rates to saying we're going to keep them high longer. But in the dot plot, there's one more dot of potential moves higher, and it's December. And once that one's gone, they should say, uh, we have nothing planned. We're not even thinking about planning anything at this point in time unless the data changes. We'll see. Tomorrow's going to be a biggie. A biggin', as I like to say. Um, let's go through some content, shall we? And uh, burn down the proverbial house of investments. <laughs> Without actually burning down any houses. Um, so the CPI number increased one tenth of one percent month over month. If you exclude food and energy, it increased three tenths of percent month over month, as expected. That left the consumer price index up three point one percent year over year versus three point two percent in October. So there's some components that were softening. Rents are still problematic. Housing still problematic. Key takeaway from that report is the recognition of the core CPI was sticky, largely because of the shelter index, like I just said. That should continue to give the Fed some pause about cutting rates anytime soon. I would really, I'm, if the Fed vocalizes they'll, they'll raise interest rates tomorrow, I'll be a little disappointed. Maybe the market will too. Treasuries have um, seen much, if not all, of their overnight gains unwound in the wake of that report, which was accompanied by a release indicating real average hourly earnings increased 0.2 tenths of a percent month over month. That's a good portent for consumer spending, along with ongoing strength in the labor market. 10-year Treasury sits at 416 Earlier today, and the CPI number comes out, and it's now at 4.2. Again, I think the market's going to work pretty well at four, four and a quarter. I think the market's going to work okay from four and a quarter to four and a half. And then it becomes problematic after that. 
but we're creeping higher today. It's at Santa Claus rally. Oracle uh, did not report the best of quarters. They seem like a, excuse the phrase, a poor man's web services compared to like an Amazon web services. And they don't have the infrastructure at this point in time to really handle full blown AI like Microsoft in Asia. But they're a player. And they will move higher over time. It's a stock that I like, but I just don't like it enough to buy it. If I did, I'd buy it today. Does that make sense? Because uh, old broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on the show. I am not your advisor. Therefore, do not take advice from me. I don't know you is what I'm getting at. You know you. So you have to decide what's right and wrong for your portfolio. Um, so the markets are reacting to a relatively disappointing November CPI report. Treasury yields are moving higher in response to that inflation data. There's ongoing consolidation after the big runoff uh, late October lows. Gains in some mega cap stocks acting as support today. Man, the mega cap stocks are kind of like, she loves me, she loves me not in the last couple of weeks. Going nowhere fast. And that's Okay. That's okay. That's all right. Um, let's take a look at the winners and losers today. Patients who took Eli Lilly's weight loss drug Zepbound regain about half the weight that they lost after stopping the newly approved treatment for a year. Zepbound could become the best-selling drug of all time. I think it will be. Um, as I'm in my 50s, I'm strongly considering if I can't, I'm going through a weight loss slash diet thing right now, slash exercise. If I don't get those 10 pounds off, I'm calling Eli Lilly and say, give me some of that zap pound. I'm pretty good about my eating and I'm pretty good about my drinking and I'm pretty good about my exercising when I want to. So I'm losing weight. As I say, try to make it the uh, holiday pictures a little nicer. Shohei Otani is good for sponsors as well as good for baseball, as well as good for international broadcasts. His $700 million contract is all the rage of conversation right now. But of note, some Japanese stocks like Mitsubishi, Seiko, and Financial Group Co. is all moving higher in the Japanese stock market because he is ambassadors to those companies. Yesterday, we learned about the ultimate buy now, pay Otani later. $680 $680 million of his $700 million contract will be deferred until after the deal ends. That's ridiculous. It seems like the Dodgers are cheating, and I hate it. Giants fans, I, I support the local team, you know? Um, so he's going to get $2 million a year for the next 10 years. And then he's going to get $68 million a year from 2034 to 2043. That just feels to me... Like it's circumventing the rules so that the Dodgers can stock up on uh, players. What was the big Google search theme of the year? HBO's post-apocalyptic The Last of Us, Barbie, and Kansas City Chiefs tied in Travis Kelsey were the most Googled people of the year, or the most Googled things. Airports will see their busiest holiday travel season. 115 million Americans are expected to hit the roads, skies, and seas. Over Christmas and New Year's. That includes a record 7.5 million Americans projected to head to the airport this season. It surpasses the previous record of 7.3 million in 2019, so flying's back. 
The holiday season is expected to be the second busiest travel in the last two decades. 2019 was the biggest year. Nearly 104 million people will be driving to their destinations this year. Uh, silver lining there is that gas and oil prices have come down aggressively. They may even drop to below $3 a gallon before the year's done. It's interesting because Americans are traveling, and yet when you pull them in research, more than three-quarters of Americans are planning to cut their holiday travel plans to cut back on costs by staying home or swapping flights for road trips. Interesting, right? You can find me online at robblackshow.com, Twitter robblackshow.com. Let's take a quick look at the market action. We started off a little bit lower, but we're definitely trending higher. In the S&P, the Dow, and the NASDAQ, they're all up one quarter of 1% roughly. Russell, 2000 underperforming. Don't want to see that, but that's what we got for the day. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by E.P. Wealth. Let's go around the league, as I like to say, and take a look at some of the big stories affecting us out there. The CPI met expectations as inflation continues cooling. A little bit of mixed numbers. It could have been a little bit softer, if you know what I'm saying. But definitely wasn't hard in any way, shape, or form. Trending in the right direction. We see the Nasdaq up one-third of a percent, the Dow up one-quarter of a percent, the S&P 500 up one-tenth of a percent. A lot of the usual suspects out there, (laughs) Spotify, Uber, Salesforce, AMD, Amazon, Microsoft, NVIDIA, Meta, all higher today. Google's a little lower. They lost a legal case with Epic about the validity of the Google Store. Note that Apple won that same case last year and won an appeal on it this year. Sucks to be Google, huh? Elsewhere out though, Visa is also hitting an all-time high. That's one of my favorite stocks. I own it for the record. I am totally not bragging, but I'm telling you, I like this company because it's a reflection of the U.S. economy and how many swipes we're doing with our credit card. Interesting to note, and this is one of the reasons I'm excited about investing right now, over half, 51% of banking CEOs expect to see return on investment in the implementation of generative AI in A, six months to a year, B, one to three years, C, three to five years, D, more than five years. So CEOs of banks are expecting to see a return on investment when implementing generative AI in how long? The answer was C, three to five years. We are going to see a productivity boom in the next one to two years, three years, maybe, if the CEOs of the banks are right, um, where low-level employees are getting more work done by using ChatGPT and other AI resources. That will help fuel the next leg of the bull market. The first leg of the bull market, or the second leg maybe, is uh, when the Fed starts to cut interest rates. Tomorrow, I expect the Fed to say we're done raising interest rates. We're neutral. We may go higher. We may go lower, but not to lean towards higher. It all plays into if we go down 50 to 100 basis points next year, mortgage rates go to 6%. Economic activity picks up. Borrowing picks up. Speculation picks up. I think the markets are poised to go higher for a few years. 
if ChatGPT does deliver in productivity, of which I did uh, my son studying for physics exams today, and he and I went through um, his test with ChatGPT, you know, helping fill in the uh, areas where dad didn't know. Another interesting quiz question. What percentage of 2028 high school graduates will reside in a state that requires them to take a standalone course in personal finance? Is it A, 11%, B, 21%, C, 31%, D, 41%? Surprisingly, the answer is D, 41%. 41% of 2028 high school graduates will reside in a state that requires them to take a standalone course in personal finance. That's good news. A little bit more financial literacy. Now, 41% is not 100%. But I still like where we're going. Um, Kathy Wood boosted her stake in Microsoft and Facebook in an AI push. Totally agree with both of those at these levels. Uh, they both have cooled off recently. Seven companies, including Microsoft, have propelled roughly three quarters of the S&P 500's 20% gain this year. Most analysts that I follow see Microsoft, follow see Microsoft as a $400 stock. I see Meta as a 20 PE for next year, which is low for the type of growth that you're getting. In my opinion, consultant broker advisor, you can actually any stocks ever mentioned on this show. Um, one analyst is they, res- they got 50, 518 respondents to an S and P uh, to a poll on where does the S and P 500 close next year? Two thirds of the respondents don't see a hard economic landing. Bullish outlook is a stark contrast from expectations coming into this year where we're all saying recession at the end of the 2023, start of 2024. It just doesn't look like it's going that way. Bank of America is very optimistic in their call. Now, again, I I bring that up because you're going to see different analysts have different vibes and feels. Um, I think the markets have reacted to a higher interest rate environment pretty well. No one thought it would be this nice, this easy. I'm a little tired as a consumer. I, I do notice that. Stock of the year for 2024, TD Cohen, also known as TD Cowan. They joined Bernstein and pounding the table for drum roll, please. Okay, no drum roll. Amazon. Judy Cowan and Bernstein are pounding the table for Amazon to be the potential stock of the year next year. Shares are already up 75%, but some Wall Street analysts expect the party to carry over into 2024. Their last quarter was a really nice quarter. One analyst thinks it's going to post $58 billion in operating income for 2024. Helped by high margin Amazon Web Services and advertising contributions. Uh, Snap and Pinterest got nice upgrades recently because of um, the improving operating environment for advertising. That's also going to help Amazon. Amazon Web Services, the cloud business, looks poised to benefit as enterprises move past recent cost optimizations and refocus on shifting additional workloads to public cloud over time. Stock of the year. Woo. NVIDIA, one analyst, calls it the stock of the year for next year. 30. 
But don't overthink this. This is a $700 stock that's trading for $450 right now, roughly. Just because everyone thinks it's obvious doesn't mean it's wrong, he says. He likes the verticals in AI for NVIDIA. They are lapping their competition right now as far as new product introductions go. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. So I'm not offended that Amazon has been named stock of the year by two analysts for 2024. Kind of agree with it. I'm not offended that NVIDIA has been uh, labeled as stock of the year by another analyst saying it's $700 price target. NVIDIA has been rocking new earnings for the last two quarters. It's trading at a relatively cheaper PE, considerably cheaper PE than it was a year ago. They have two more quarters of basically easy hurdles to jump over. I definitely see it going higher. But again, when I say definitely, I got to be really careful. It may not happen. War in Ukraine, war in Israel, anything can happen. Anything can happen. But um, I do kind of like those stories. Apple's on track to be the first $4 trillion company by the end of 2024. Again, isn't it funny how some of these same old names keep coming up? I'm going to be talking to someone later today who's a doctor and uh, he went kind of crazy and refinanced three of his houses a couple of years ago and put a lot of that money from the refinancings into the stock market into some speculative stocks. Um, one of them, it's a battery technology company that I, I, my instinct tells me it's fraud. Like they keep going, Oh, we, we're going to have a battery technology. That's great for EVs that goes further, farther, faster. And we're, we're about to break through this technology. We're about to break through this technology and the stock keeps going lower and lower and lower and lower. Oh, and Bill Gates once invested in us. I was like, wait, once invested or is invested. I just don't feel comfortable with that stock. And it's something that, again, uh, we talked yesterday. I'm going to put up an interview with Adam Phillips about the S&P 600, which are all profitable companies versus investing in like the Russell 2000, which a third of the companies in the Russell are losing money right now. I like small caps, but I like the Russell. I don't like the Russell 2000. I like the Wilshire 5000. I like the S&P 600. Like you can see some slight differences out there, right? Joining me now to do a quick mortgage minute or two, Tony Mendez, author manager, classic home loans. He does a show here on KDO Debbie. You can listen to it. Um, you can find it as a stream, bayarealonesource.com, bayarealonesource.com or kdow.biz. Tony, um, what are the products right now? Products drive the market. What are the products that you're seeing drive the mortgage market? Because I'm doing a story today about mortgage rates going to 6% sometime in 2024. And inventory should kind of start opening up a little bit. And I, I think real estate's turning a corner as the Fed get re- gets ready to pivot to neutrality. And down the road, the Fed should cut interest rates. What products are you seeing drive the market right now? Sounds like we either lost him or... There's confusion on our board. We'll see if we can't get back to him later in the shoe. Just making sure my microphone's working, Jason. Give me a okay, okay. Yep, I'm good. Okay, Um, you never know. Sometimes you feel like you're talking into an empty chamber on this show. Not on this show, but in in radio. 
but we're live. We're good. Um, the Fed is likely to hold interest rates steady, take a cautious approach to cuts next year. That's kind of nice. Um, Krispy Kreme has a day of dozens deal. You can get a dollar box, a dollar box of 12 donuts. The one thing I don't need is dough in a jacuzzi of grease. Even though it sounds delicious, it's just not healthy for me anymore. McDonald's is introducing a new concept store. It's a spinoff brand called Cosmix. Mix. So it's keeping the MCs. It's not going to hurt Starbucks sales. It's meant to appeal to customers looking for an afternoon. Pick me up like a customized coffee drink or a quick snack or a slushy. Um, it'll be interesting to see if there's any uptake on it. It does look like it's an attack on Starbucks and Dutch Brothers, but it doesn't look like it's a full-on attack. It's a $100 billion category growing faster than the rest of the informal eating out segment with superior margins. So they've got nine locations slated open by the end of 2024. And again, it's a new, for me, the story there is, oh my God, McDonald's is growing or trying to grow. Um, I think that's the story there. Try Tony Mendez yet again, office manager, classic home loans. Good friend of mine. He's done probably all seven of six or seven of my mortgages in the last uh, five to seven years. So Tony, how are you? I'm good. I kind of lost count. Yeah, me too, um, in a good way. But the nice thing about working with the same uh, loan officer or um, lending company is you have all my documents and you're able to say, okay, got this, got this, got this. Don't need your this, this, this. I got your ID, blah, blah, blah. Um, what are the products right now that you're seeing in demand for today's real estate market? Yeah, and you said it. Products drive the market um, regardless of what rates are doing. You need to have those products available to not just the average buyer in a single-family house or somebody looking to refinance, but the investors. And that's really where a lot of the activity right now is is in the investing um, arena. And if you wanted to really feel what the industry was like, you know, wh- where, what direction it's going, watch investors. And they're really active right now. They're doing a lot of cash outs. They're trying to consolidate um, their properties. They're trying to upgrade their properties, you know, kind of trim off the fat and, and improve when, especially when there's more inventory coming to market uh, or at all time high prices in many cases for uh, some of these multi-unit properties. And they're trying to take advantage of some of these price cuts. I'm still expecting you to do a loan for me in 2024. It's either going to be a retirement type of home or a rental property. Um, my thought right now, and tell me if I'm off base, is I'll probably go with a three-year arm or five-year arm. And then as rates fall, if that is the trend that we're expecting, which is the trend market is generally expecting, maybe I'll refinance it into a 30-year if we can get you know 5% mortgages again, not counting on it. I'm counting on a 6% mortgage, not a 5%. But my thought is to do a short-term product like an ARM, adjustable rate mortgage, and then switch later. Does that sound reasonable to you or am I off base? It, it does. Um, it, it, it's not risky if you have a plan, if, if, that, if rates indeed risk. go down. Um, but to, to answer your original question for, as far as products, 
Um, an, an arm is a good product. It's part of a 30-year amortization type of product. It's pretty standard. It's not as popular as it used to be. The popular products today are, for investors, are like the bank statement loan, the equity or cash flow-based loan, the D- DSCR. Uh, these are products that kind of drive the investor side, but Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, FHA, USDA, and um, VA are all really opening up their guidelines to make it easier for buyers and refinancers to access the funds that they have. They've raised the loan limits again to 766,500 for high balance, like the Bay area, it's 1 million, 149. So they're making those type of things work. And then there's another product that like Fannie Mae opened up to two to four unit buildings. You can put as little as 5% down on a two to four unit building as owner occupied. So they're really working towards making uh, the accessibility work regardless of rates. Sounds about right. Um, thanks for joining us, Tony. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's done all of my mortgages, essentially. Um, I think there was, I should be honest and say, there's a home equity line of credit that he helped with, but I did that through Bank of America, my own bank, um, which kind of stunk because I borrowed a lot of money and then I had to pay it back when I sold the house. And I kind of wish I had that big chunk of change because it was a really good rate. But yeah, you live, you learn. I'll have mortgages the day I die. I don't ever plan to pay off everything, especially the low-cost mortgages. I think it's a great financial tool. I think working with someone like Tony, um, who you can trust and who you can build a relationship with, I think that relationship's gold. Uh, I have a relationship with my financial planner, Brad. I have a relationship with Tony. Um, having financial having financial relationships and a team, if you will, I think is very, very wise. I think the biggest mistake I see is people do it. I, I think they can do wealth accumulation up until their fifties. And then that switch from wealth accumulation to wealth management is tricky. And I see too many people get freaked out by, Oh, I have to have a team member. You do because managing your, your taxes and your tax efficiencies, it's complicated. Um, I had to upload my social security report for 2023 and I'll do one for 2024 in a couple months on an XML file. And it all got fed into my financial plan and it changed my financial plan immensely. And it was kind of cool to see, um, the AI that is being used in software for financial planning is pretty top notch right now. If you think you can do it yourself, you can't, <clears throat> if you're being cheap, you're being cheap and I'm going to outperform you. Working with a team and a financial expert is, I think, quite wise. Um, let's see. What else do we have later on this today? Airports are going to be busy. Housing has turned a corner. I've hit that. The average home buyer has been putting this much down at closing. What do you think the average home buyer has been putting down? You'll generally hear that it's good to put 20% down payment on a house when you're doing a conventional mortgage. If you don't put 20% down, you have to buy private mortgage insurance, which is just a stupid cost or another cost. The purchase of PMI is to protect your mortgage lender in the event that you fail to make your home loan payments. What buyers are putting down today, Realtor.com gives us the answer. The median down payment's $30,400 a year. Prior, the median was $27,300. The year before that, it was $22,300. $30,400 only amounts to the average of about 14.7% at closing, so you still have to get PMI. 
Um, seriously. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Need a referral to a financial planner or a mortgage lender? Drop me an email at rob at robblackshow.com. I highly recommend working with a professional CFP. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. This interview featured on the Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more at robblack.com. If you ever want me to take an angle on the show, let me know. Drop me an email at rob at robblackshow.com. I've been doing this financial podcast, financial media, probably longer than anyone in financial media because I worked with a company called CNET in the year 2000. And CNET was an online tech uh, review kind of company. And they're still around. But um, we used to put our broadcast in and as digital files that you can go download and listen to. And uh, very proud of, I used to work with a guy named Brian Cooley who brought me to California and I always want to say, you know, I'm the luckiest man in the world. I love what I do. For instance, um, talking stocks is just in the world of retail. What stock do I like? There's four. There's Amazon. There's Costco. There's Walmart. And Target. Generally speaking, I'd say Amazon and one of the other three would be my, I'm done. That's all the retailers I need. Don't need TJ Maxx. Don't need Gap. Don't need anything up but those two of the four of those. I'm not looking to hit a home run. I'm looking to hit a single. I'm looking to move the ball forward. I'm looking for a dividend or a little growth and a little income, or I'm looking for a lot of growth. Amazon is my a lot of growth. My little growth, a little income would be Walmart and Target. Um, Costco is just a, a rock star. Now listen to how much of a rock star they are. People keep their memberships when they're dead. The company quietly discloses how many dead subscribers they have to their membership. Um, I'm not a Costco guy. I, I don't like crowds on Saturday and Sunday morning. It's just not my thing. I don't like free samples. They look dirty to me. Um, I have a friend that he, you know, the wife is taking care of the kids Monday through Friday while he was at work. And on Saturdays or Sundays, he takes his kids to Costco, get some groceries for the family. But the kids love the samples. And I'm like, um, when you take your kids out of the ghetto, do you hear the little baby cry in the ghetto and you're way to Costco? Free samples don't really turn me on, but for his family, they do. Costco, listen to this crazy, crazy story. They're partnering with Elon Musk. Is it to get into X as an advertiser? As my Jamaican friends would say, no, 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 no. Costco is quietly getting in business with a Musk company called Starlink. Interesting, right? So Starlink is going to be an IPO, I think, in 2025. Maybe late 2024. It's going to be a sexy company. All their competitors are still miles in orbits behind them. And the biggest competitor, I think, to Starlink will be ultimately Amazon in the long term. But Musk's satellite internet brand has brought the internet to parts of the U.S. and the world that has lacked connectivity. It's made news by keeping Ukraine in contact with the rest of the world during Russia's unlawful attack on the country. Anyone can buy a Starlink receiver and Costco has quietly started selling them. 
Starlink has different versions of their receivers. The warehouse club Costco is offering the kit for $2,500 with two free months of service. The home model costs $600 and a monthly service plan costs 120 bucks. Starlink allows customers to stop and start service as they want. No long-term contracts. Seems like an odd time to be going into business with Elon Musk, but Costco um, is like, we can sell those puppies. Costco is selling the higher-end Starlink receiver designed for businesses or people looking to get internet service on their boats or recreational vehicles. I want nothing to do with recreational vehicles. Unfortunately, my spouse does. And I just keep coming up with that song from the 1970s. We got a great big convoy trucking down the line. If I'm ever going to be stuck in an RV, which I don't get the point of creating wealth so I can stay in a mobile home on wheels, no thank you. But if I did, I'd have to get Starlink because that would give me internet access and television access, right? Both Royal Caribbean and Carnival Cruise Lines have installed the company's satellite internet across their fleets. In addition, the U.S. government has multiple contracts with the company, while Tesla has benefited from tax credits designed to get people to buy electric vehicles. Um, a lot going on with that story there. But Costco is getting into selling Starlinks. Taking a look at the stock market today. What is moving the market? November CPI was a little on the Goldilocks inside ticked a little bit higher, but ultimately some components ticked lower. And on a year-over-year basis, 3.1% is very doable and very comfortable. Um, a lot of struggle of getting housing costs and rents down. Those take time because when you tend to rent a place, you tend to sign a lease for 12 months, right? Gains in some mega cap stocks are helping today. Let's take a look at the markets, shall we? Um, mega cap stocks, obviously Google is a little lower today. They got a bad court ruling, uh, with Epic. It's basically saying a jury said, yeah, you guys are acting a little illegal with that Google store getting 30% from developers. NVIDIA is a big winner today. Microsoft slight winner. Airbnb and Expedia got downgrades today on an expectation from the analysts that 2024 will be less travel. 2022, we went mad crazy traveling domestically. 2023, we went mad crazy traveling internationally. One analyst thinks we may be done with that mad crazy effort and get back to normal levels. Uh, Visa's at an all-time high today. That's worthy of note. Visa and MasterCard are transaction companies. They are not credit card companies. They do the transactions on debits. They do the transactions on credit cards. Um. I like both of those names, the long-term patient investor. Um, and both of them, MasterCard's at all-time high as well. Um, diversify your portfolio. You can't live on tech stocks alone, please. You can find me online, Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. If you need a referral to a financial planner or you want a portfolio complimentary review of where you are financially speaking, if you have $500,000 or more, go to my website, robblackshow.com. Drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com, and we'll get the process started getting you at least a checkup going into 2024. Find me online at robblackshow.com. What's the best way to choose a financial advisor? Download our guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.